this is our second um, glance at verse 17a, just the first part of verse 17. And we're going to summarize what we saw last time. So in case you're listening to this first and you don't want to go back and catch, catch the other one. And then we're going to ask what this, how this four works here. Father, I pray that as we grasp how you argue, you give support, you give reasons for why and how we should glorify you in suffering. I pray that we would see down deep into those reasons. They would become part of us and you would bring about this amazing miracle of joyful willingness to suffer for the name of, of Christ. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's read the unit. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name because, or for, so that's what we want to understand. How does this work? It is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us, so us is this household. That's what we saw last time. The household here is believers. Us, what will be the outcome of those who do not obey the gospel of God? So the us is, is those who do obey, who do obey the gospel of God. And if the righteous, that's us, who do obey, because we are righteous in Christ and he's changing our lives to be transformed into the likeness of Christ. If the righteous is scarcely saved, so we are saved, so this judgment here is not taking away our salvation. We are saved through this judgment that comes upon the household of God. What will become of the ungodly and sinner? They will not be saved. So judgment has, has two parts here, the saved and the not saved. And we saw last time that what this judgment is, is purification. Let's say purify, not condemnation, condemn. The people of God, when they undergo judgment from God, which is this suffering here, they are purified, not condemned with the world. And when we when we asked, well, what about this time here? It is time to begin, for this judgment to begin. I argued that the time was with the coming of the Messiah. The end has begun. It is a time for judgment. And this whole age in which we're living now is the time for the purifying judgment of God upon the church to prepare her for her bridegroom and in the meantime, the judgment of those on the ungodly and sinner who do not believe is being postponed for the last day in God's great patience. Now, how does all that function as an argument? Let's see if we can sum it up. If anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name, for it is time for judgment. So you can see that the way this argues, it is time for judgment. 
which is this suffering here. It is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. So Christians, the household of God, are suffering, and that suffering is interpreted here as as part of the judgment of God. Now, let's number these, and I've got, I think I've got three, three or four ways that this works. The argument works. Number one, God is at work here in this suffering, not just man. This suffering feels very much like there's a human behind this and he does not like me. And Peter says, glorify God in that situation because God is at work here, not just man. Man, man is not in charge. And that should give us great encouragement. If we trust our Father and His sovereignty, even though it hurts to know that God is at work here, doing His purifying work, and not just man is a great reason, reason to glorify God. Number two, God uses his enemies to purify his people. It's an amazing statement. So this suffering here is being caused by an enemy. Somebody is causing the Christian to suffer who hates the Christian. And God clearly is using that person because it's, caused, it's called time for judgment. This, this is judgment here. And therefore, God is making the enemies instruments in his saving, sanctifying, loving purposes in the life of the suffering Christian. If you want to see that again at work, look at 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, where Satan himself is made to serve the sanctifying purposes of God. Third, God's purpose, we've said this, but I'm going to make it explicit, God's purpose is purification not condemnation. And that's purification of faith, which you can see in 1.7, and life from sin, which you can see in 4, 1 through 2. Therefore, the great goal of Christian living is join God in the pursuit of purity, or you could use a word that would have more clout today probably, authenticity, purity of, of intention, authentic, authentic, 
authenticity in our suffering. So, three reasons to pursue purity and authenticity of faith in our suffering so that God gets glory. One, God is at work here, not just man. God uses his enemies. They're not in charge. God's purpose is purification, not condemnation. So take heart, suffering Christian. God is under this, and oh, how he cares for you. He has only your best interest at heart. So don't be ashamed, but live so as to show he is supremely glorious. Live in purity. Live in authenticity so that the world can see you value God more than you value life itself.